Have you ever felt the touch of his gentle hand? How can he do that? He's not here. Right? But he can. And he does. I was thinking this week in studying, when he was walking the shores of time, he took time out from time to time to just lay his hands on some people. He does the same today, not physically like he did then, but sometimes I think it even means more to us today if we can realize what we just felt is the touch of his gentle hand. What I'd like to talk about this morning is two things. Uh, I hope y'all have the same thing that I do. I have a personal Savior. Do you? Is the Lord Jesus Christ your personal Savior? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus today? Today is a day of salvation. We should have a personal relationship with Jesus. Not only on Sunday morning. That's set aside for us to do that. Even on Monday morning. We should have a the old gospel song, let us have a little talk with Jesus. We need to do that every day. Because he is our personal savior. Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Galatia in 2.20. He loved me and gave himself for me. That's the last part of that verse. Can you say that this morning? He loved me. I can say that. You can say that. He loved us. But this scripture said, He loved me and gave himself for me. Ain't that personal? Doesn't make that a personal savior when he loved. I'm not lovable. Never was. Never will be in his sight only by his Marvelous grace. My nature is not lovable. I hate to tell you, yours not either. But that inward feeling that we have, that inward Holy Spirit within us, it is lovable. It's separate from this natural body that we have. I don't understand all of that, but there's an inward part of us that was placed there by God himself, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus dwells within us. That makes it more personal, right? Did you know your body is walking around day by day with Jesus walking with you? And when you need it the most, he'll reach out and touch you. I have felt his touch, not physically, but inwardly, he touched my heart, not only once, but I can tell you times 
You can tell me times, there are special times, when the Lord reaches down and just touches us. Because he loved us and gave himself for us is a wonderful reason why he's our personal Savior. You know what we should do sometimes? We should reach up and touch him. Well, I can't reach that high. Yeah, you can. By eye of faith, by the mercy of God, by the grace of God, you can reach into heaven and touch Jesus when you need it the most. Because he's there. You know, uh, we'll get to it a little later. He likes to be touched. Just like we do. Let's start with uh, verses, some verses of Scripture. Matthew 15. I don't think that's right. I turned the page. Matthew 17. Matthew 17. Y'all know the story of, on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter, James, and John was caught up and they saw Jesus, Elias, and Moses in a cloud-like Wouldn't it be wonderful to see those have a little understanding who they were, but have a more understanding that who Jesus was. They were happy to be there, but then Peter, thinking as we think sometimes, he said, let's make an altar for all of them. <clears throat> Then, you know what happened? A cloud came over and covered Moses and Elias. They couldn't see him no more. Them no more. They only saw Jesus. Je Jesus showing them, I'm the one. I'm the Savior. I'm your Savior. I'm your personal Savior. Worship only me. Don't worship the men. Same thing today. Let's not worship Kevin Lofton. I don't think you do. But you respect him and love him and appreciate his gift that the Lord gave you. But bless, but worship the one that gives him the ability to preach the gospel, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus did to these three. 17 and 6 of Matthew. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them. How was that? They were afraid. They saw the clouds cover Moses and Elijah. They were afraid. They were there. 
Jesus knew their situation. <clears throat> and Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. He approached those three and just laid his hand on them. One touch of his gentle hand means more than life to me. Those three apostles, I just imagine they left that place rejoicing because Jesus showed them who he was, not Moses and Elias, but he was the one to worship. He's the one that loved them. He's the one that died for them. And he came to them and just laid his hands on them. What a blessing. That's not the only time when Jesus was here on earth. Let's look at Mark 10. To me, this is a, a special all of them are special, but you know, some are more special than others. It's maybe it's the way our thinking is. Listen to what he did in Mark 10. Mark 10, verse 13, where we begin. Listen to this story. See if it won't touch your heart. 13. And they brought young children to him that he should, what? Touch them. I think that's naturally young children. Don't know the age, but they brought them to Jesus where he would touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. I don't understand why the disciples would do that. Jesus took time from time to time to go see one person. He definitely loved to take time for children. Verse 14. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. There's a whole nother sermon on that. We need to be humble when we come to the house of the Lord or go to Jesus. But listen to verse 16. And he took them up in his arms. Put his hands upon them and bless them. Who did he do that to? The little children. Think about that. Jesus took time to pick up little children, pull them to his chest, and bless them. Here's the question. Has he ever held you close to him when you needed him the most? He reached out and pulled you close to him 
and ever what was troubling you or ever what your trial was, it'll go away. It may not leave, but the joy of Jesus holding us and touching us makes everything all right. Somebody asked me this morning, are you having a good day? Do you have a good day? You know what? I answer all of my people. <coughs> they ask you that all the time out in the world. It shocks some people. I said, I have a good day every day. Sometimes I'm in the hospital. I've been in intensive care. I've had a heart attack. But I had a good day with the Lord. How about you? There's no such thing as bad days when you're looking to Jesus and when you can feel the tender touch of his marvelous, wonderful hand. There is no bad day. The bad part of the day vanishes away. There's sad times, loss of loved ones. All, I understand all of that. But it's a good day because Jesus is there. He can come and hold you in his arm like he did these little children and just touch them. He blessed them. He blesses us. I guess I need to tell a story that happened this week. A special day in our lives. There's a sister in, I think she's close to 90, is that right, Polly? I think she's 92. That's from Mount Olive Church in Coven, Alabama. We go to their meeting. We spend a lot of, a lot of time in her home with her and her husband. Her husband died, and she still, we stayed with her. Her daughters contacted Polly and said she won't be here long. We saw her in June. She was doing fair. She had cancer, refused to take treatments. So uh, we had planned to go see her. We liked to wait it too late. But we didn't. One of the blessings of life that I don't know I'll ever forget. You ever had those? Because I feel like when we were there, the hospice was there taking care of her, and then the daughter come in and says, she'll see you now. She hadn't talked in, 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 in a while. Polly went, looked right down in her face, and she said, Sister Polly. Then I looked down in her face, up close by, and she said, Brother Charles, she was weak, but she called our name. You know what that's like? That's the blessing of the Lord. That was a blessing for us. The next afternoon, she went to be with Jesus. That's how close she was. That's how close that we didn't make it, but those words still ring in my head, Brother Charles. And I talked with her. We had prayer with her. 
I feel like when I was kneeled down having prayer or even talking to her and she called my name, I could just feel the touch of the master's hand, not only on me, but on her. That she able to recognize us. We have those times in our lives. Jesus is, I think it's the providence of the Lord, those times like that. You've had them. If you have, tell somebody how wonderful it is to feel the presence of the Lord, especially beside of a dying person on a dying bed, that you can just feel this seemed like the spirit of the Lord filled that room. Her children was round about us. Wonderful blessings. Y'all get the privilege of hearing it for the first time. I'll probably tell it at Rocky Springs when I go back there. Because it was a special time for us. It can be a special time for you. You had, not only could be, I'm sure you had them just like that. Wasn't it a blessing? Wasn't it a good day in the house of the Lord? Sure, they were sadness. The daughters was crying. She was dying. But it was a good day in the house of the Lord. Every day is a good day. When you get up in the morning to go to work, it's a good day. You know why? It's the day that the Lord hath made. Rejoice in it. We can rejoice in the troubles and trials of life. Sometimes the troubles and trials of life brings us closer to the Lord. And when that brings us closer to the Lord, he'll reach out and touch us with that gentle hand. What a blessing it is. There's some familiar uh, other ones while Jesus was walking the shores of time. Let's look at Luke. Luke 5. This is about the leprosy. You know about leprosy. When a person has leprosy, they put them away from everybody else because it's a deadly disease and it spreads easy. It didn't bother Jesus. I wonder why. Listen to verse 12 of fifth chapter of Luke. And, I came, and it came to pass when he was in a certain city. I wonder why he was there. He was there to see a leprosy. Certain said, Behold, a man full of leprosy who was seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Jesus approached a person that you're not supposed to approach because of his disease. But that's Jesus. He's different than we are. 
And that man knew who Jesus was. And he asked Jesus, you can make me be clean. What did Jesus do? And he put forth his hand and touched him. You don't touch leprosy. Jesus does. When you have a disease that's that can be spread. You can have COVID. It spread real easy. But Jesus will come and put his hand upon you. He did this physically. He does it to us spiritually. Look what it. And he put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him as a clean person. Jesus took time to go to a leprosy. He touched that leprosy. He cleansed that leprosy just by one touch of his gentle hand. Blessings untold. For time's sake, you, you, you know the other stories that I, I'll tell. I won't go there. You can look them up. You may know where they're at. You remember the sister that had one son and he died and he was, they was on the way to the cemetery in a, Bible don't say coffin, but the bear, I call it a coffin. And Jesus, I wonder why he just happened to be there. Reckon that's the providence of the Lord again. He came. He felt compassion on her. What did he do? He just touched the coffin. He didn't touch the person. He touched the coffin and said, Arise. That dead person set up in that coffin. I wouldn't want to be there, would you? If a dead man sets up like that, I'd go I would I don't know what I'd do. Should rejoice. That's what the mother did. All he did, the touch of his gentle hand on the coffin, not on her. That's Jesus. He can do us the same way. Then in the ninth chapter of John, you know, the blind man, been blind from birth, and uh, Jesus, the first verse of John 9 said, and Jesus passed by. I asked the question a lot of times, has Jesus passed by you? When you? He just happened to pass by the providence of the Lord again. And he took some, he made a little mud patty and put it on that blind man's eyes, go wash in Salome. What did he have to do to do that? He touched that blind man. The blind man went and washed, come back seeing. There's a whole story in that in the ninth chapter of John. 
go there. And uh, one more. You know the story of Jairus' daughter. Jesus was on the way to heal her, and he stopped by to take care of the issue of blood. So when he got to the house, she was dead before he got there. Not dead to Jesus, dead to them. He said, she just on his sleeper. They laughed at him. But he went in and took her by the hand and said, arise. The touch of the master's gentle hand brings life, brings joy, brings peace. Just the touch. Not the words, not the voice, not the born in it, but just the touch of his gentle hand brings joy and peace in our life. Also brings assurance that he is our personal Savior. If he touches you with that hand, you're his. Let's reverse it a little bit. I think I said this. I was aiming to if I didn't. Jesus enjoyed being touched by somebody else. Have you ever reached out to touch him? If you, I know you have. If you have, spiritually now, we can't naturally like they did back then. But we, we, we got in the scriptures where people touched him Physically, we touch him by faith now. Let's go Matthew 28. I, I better I want to read this. Matthew 28 that's 27. 28 and 9. This was after Jesus' death. Mary Magdalene came. You remember her and Mary and another one came to the tomb. (coughs) He wasn't there. Now listen to this. And as they went to tell, this is the ninth verse, as they went to tell his disciples, Behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. How'd you like to have been there? The risen Savior talking to you. All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Mary Magdalene and Mary and the other one, they touched. Jesus liked to be touched. So they touched his feet on their way to tell the apostles that he is risen. This was a risen risen Savior. But they touched his feet and worshiped him. In Luke 7, 
Jesus went in a Pharisee's house and Mary came along. You know what she did? She came up behind him, washed his feet. What's that? She touched him. She washed his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. But when she washed his feet, she touched him. In your mind, have you ever went to the feet of Jesus? Let me ask you this way. When y'all have communion here and you bow down and wash each other's feet, have you ever thought about, especially when your brother or sister is washing your feet, Jesus washed the apostles' feet. When he did that, what did he do? He touched them. He touched their feet. If you ever imagine Jesus washing your feet when your brother or sister was washing your feet? We should. Because he said, if I have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. But he touched them in that, in that service. A familiar story. I mentioned it a while ago on the way to Jairus' daughter. Jesus, there's a lady that had an issue of blood for a lot of years. She spent all of her money. Jesus didn't touch her. You know what happened? Remember, Jesus likes to be touched. He likes to touch people. To heal them, comfort them, ever what the situation may be, he does that. But he likes to be touched also. Mary Magdalene and Mary touched him. And even uh, the other Mary washed his feet, touched him. What happened with the issue of blood? She didn't touch him. Hope you know the story. I think you do. What did she touch? She just reached out and touched the hem of his garment. What did I say earlier? Jesus liked to be touched. He loves for his children to reach out to him and touch them. How in the world, when she touched the hem of his garment, how did he know that? The apostles asked him that. How do you know that, in my word? How do you know that? There's people all around you touching it all the time. How do you know somebody touched you? Or the hem of his garment. He said, virtue went out of my body. Heal that issue of blood just by the touch of the hem of his garment. Now let me ask you, 
sister with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of his garment only, and then she worshipped him. Do you think he was a personal savior to her? You know, I started out having a personal savior. I have a personal savior. All of these people I've been talking about, don't you feel like they had a personal savior? Because they had a person, they even had a natural reaction with him when he was on the shores of time. But at the same time, they were having that natural uh, touching and that they was also having that spiritual feeling that we have. Jesus, can you say this? Jesus loved me. And he gave himself for me. How did he do that? He went to the cross. I owed a debt. Weren't no way I could pay. But Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Crimson have left the crimson stain. That's, I missed part death, of it. Death, death had left the crimson stain. Jesus washed it white as snow on the cross. I'll ask you this and we'll close. How could blood Wash our sins as white as snow. Have you ever thought of that? Blood is not a clean thing. It, in fact, it's a little sticky. It's red. But when that blood is applied to us, our sins, no matter how bad or how we do have bad sins and good sins, right? There ain't no good sins. <laughs> but in our mind, we have bad sins and little left. In God's eye, all of them are bad. But His precious blood cleanses us from every sin. You know what I rejoice in? I know where I've sinned in the past. They're paid for. I'm afraid I'm going to sin this afternoon, in the future. You know the thing about that? They're paid for. They're paid for by his blood and by the touch of his gentle hand. Let's worship Jesus. Let's claim him as our personal Savior. If you haven't done it, let's start today approaching Him as our personal Savior. Life will be wonderful <coughs> if we only touch the hem of His garment and worship Him as our personal Savior.